When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. The throw to first is in time to pick off the pinch runner. And that is Shane Robinson. So Astrodillo makes his presence known by picking off the pinch runner at first base. What wasn't pointed out in that soundbite was he did it without looking, and right. that was his no-look throw to first base. Yeah. Willens, it's Willens, N-S, not Williams, Astadio, and he was in spring training with the Twins this year, and the best character I talked to all spring, <laughs> he, was a, he was a beauty. And he has name, he's been named to the International League All-Star team out of the Rochester Red Wings as one of the catchers. And here's the deal. He's uh, from Venezuela. He's now 26 years old. He's uh, he's a husky fella. He's a he's a chubby fella. Mm-hmm. He was signed as a shortstop. He was uh, his dad was a shortstop. He was a shortstop. He plays third. He plays first. But he's uh, he doesn't have that shortstop frame about him. Uh, it, it'd be like having Miguel Sano play shortstop. He's not that big, but he's <laughs> he's a good sized guy. But here's the thing about Willens Astadio. Now he's not. Terribly good defensively, so I don't know if we'll get to see him up here or not. Uh, get him on the forty man, but he never strikes or walks. Uh, he never strikes or strikes out. Strikes out or walks. He hacks. He uh, has. Uh, so he's always putting the ball. He's in putting play. the ball in play. If you throw a ball near the plate, he swings <laughs> or anywhere now. Uh, this year in Rochester, he's hitting two ninety five right now. He's got seven home runs, twenty five RBIs. In 48 games, 185 plate appearances, uh, he has struck out nine times and walked five times. He had, wow. uh, uh, here's my favorite stat on him. In 2015, he was playing, by the way, he's been with about five different clubs. And, uh, but in 2015, this was the, uh, this, he also, by the way, if you throw a pitch inside, he just stands there unless it hit him. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, in 2015, he's playing A ball with for Clearwater in the Florida State League. He had 107 games, 418 plate appearances. He uh, struck out 10 times in 418 appearances, and he walked 10 times, 20 times. But here's wow. the good news. He got hit 13 times. He got walked. He got hit more than he walked. More than he he walked. got hit 13 times. He is a character of the first magnitude. 2014, uh, yeah, that's the only time he's been hit. He got hit in double figures, too, as a kid in 2019. 
But this year he's been hit four times. So he's he's been hit four times, struck out five times. Uh, no, struck out nine times, walked five times. So, and, so does uh, he... He just hacks. So admittedly, I have not watched uh, him hit no. at all. But does he, does he stand pretty close to the plate when he's hitting? Yeah, he kind of hit? stands on the plate. Yeah, okay. he stands on the plate, but... Uh, I, I I talked to him in spring training. It was uh, it was hysterical. His daddy was uh, his daddy was a ball player down there. Uh, and uh, let me see. I'm, I'm trying to get the quote. I I said uh, Astadio was signed by by the Phillies at 17. I was a shortstop. He said. And I said shortstop. And he says <laughs> I was smaller. <laughs> then he uh, he. Uh, uh, but he basically just says, you know, if, if the ball's close, he's swinging at it. He's listed at five nine and two twenty five. He's got to be two sixty probably. Yeah. But he's just a character. I don't believe the the, the listed weights anymore. Oh, no, after you can't Adalberto Mejia still listed at yeah. one hundred and ninety five pounds. <laughs> yeah, right. By the way, he's going to pitch Saturday. The way it looks, because he had a oh, real really? good game. He's been pitching good. He had a good, good. game last night. Good. He's going to get another shot. But uh, Astadio, he batted three forty two last year, Class A, Double A, a Reno. But he was one of those guys that when uh, Nate Hansen actually got in this thing about four or five years ago with Rochester, every time they'd make a roster move that to add a pitcher or do something or somebody get sent down, they'd put him on the seven-day disabled list. And Astadio was the guy that they did that with uh, last year at Reno. So he signed here. But uh, it's it's great to see him on the All Star so team. Is he just is he just a, a complete hack defensively? Is that why? It is? Well, he actually uh, it's only the last couple of years that his that, uh, that his primary position has been catcher. He caught, but they'd play him at third. They'd play okay. him at first. They'd play him at left. Because based off of that no look throw oh, he threw yeah. out Shane Robinson, there's got to be something there with yeah. the glove, right? But he's just a guy that he will be a guy. That uh, you'll look at a box score in the minor leagues eight years from now, and he'll still be playing. He's not going home. <laughs> yeah. He's not going not home going to anywhere. Venezuela. He's a Venezuelan kid, a great, great kid. Very, uh, uh, what should I say? Just he, he just thinks people being curious about why he never strikes out or walks or that we're the goofy guys. Don't, we don't, don't you kind of want to... He thinks we're goofy. We don't, don't, he doesn't think we... Don't yeah. you kind of want to see them call him up? Yes! Just just to see. I mean, yes. you might as well, right? I yeah. mean, come on. If you're going to give Taylor Motter at least in a sim- shot, yeah, at least in give September. this kid a shot, yeah. too. Put him at shortstop. Then he give us some giggles. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he... I. You know, it's not impossible that he now they have that Cameron Rupp there now that yeah. I, I think they have to make a decision on him by the middle of July, and the, the decision will probably be to let him go. But this guy, maybe you'll see him in September. I don't yeah. know. Or, Why not? Or, or if one of the other guys get hurt, yeah. Why not? If Garber would get hurt or something, you could call him up and he could catch as often as Garber catches. But uh, it's it's a hoot, man, to see him hit. He just hacks. He, if we had him, if we had everybody had nine of them, we'd have no pace of game problems. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it would move the ball is in rather play. nicely. The ball is in play when Willens Ostadio today's, and he deserves an honor. In addition to being the All Star Game, he's today's Sports Person of the Day. Congratulations, Willens. Taking the ride with Roycey. Where are we going? No, don't tell me. Let me guess. On 1500 ESPN.
part of the murderer's row of ball talk. It's baseball. Play ball. Here's ESPN senior scribe and storyteller Tim Kirkjian on the ride with Royce. Tim Kirkjian's with us, ESPN.com. Hey, Tim, uh, this is obvious if you think about it, but I was serious. For the first time, I was seeing some stats this week on how much different the shift has impact left-handed hitters than right-handed hitters. And of course, you know, shifting to the, to that, to the right, right side of the, of the diamond is a lot easier than the left, but the, the lefties are the guys really getting eaten up here with the, with the shifts. They are. I just saw the nationals the other day, Pat, and I got to talk to some players about what's wrong with Bryce Harper, you know, off the record conversation. And one of them just looked at me and said, well, he's getting killed by the shift, killed by the shift. And it's frustrating him tremendously that he's hitting right into it, which of course he's got to change. Mm-hmm. But that's one example from one player, Bryce Harper's getting killed by the shift. I'm here tonight with the Dodgers and the Cubs, and I've seen him the last two nights. I'll see him again tonight. And Anthony Rizzo hit a line drive to the opposite field the other day for a single. And I said, hey, that's what he does sometimes. And the guy looked at me and very politely <laughs> said, well, that's the first time he's beaten the shift this year, basically. <laughs> the rest of the time... He just hits rockets into the ship. So here we got two two left-handed hitters, Pat, supporting your point here that two really good hitters who have had subpar years, especially Harper lately, and at least according to a couple players, they think the biggest reason is the shift is killing these guys. And, of course, the dramatic shifting we do now, but I've always contended that the reason Joe Maurer is not going to be a Hall of Famer is the shift because about seven years ago they started playing him behind second base and all those nice little hard hit three hoppers up the middle that used to be base hits are now outs and uh he was a guy that was uh, very predictable he hit the ball in the air he hit it the left field on the ground he hit it the right field and uh he as good as he is with the bat he is still predictable right and as Clint Hurdle told me back when I played, which was, you know, sometime in the late 70s or so, he said, if you had a hard ground ball up the middle, that was a hit. He said, not anymore. And guys have to make that adjustment. That's why these shifts are such an integral part of the game. But sorry, Pat, I'm just not ready to say they're illegal. We have to take them out of the game. Our hitters, and we've been over this, our hitters have to make the adjustment and say, you're going to play me, everyone over there, I'm going to hit it over there and get a hit. Uh, Tim uh, Kirchens with us, ESPN, ESPN.com. Tim, uh, a friend of mine from the Star Tribune, goes on a minor league trip every year with some of his buddies. Even though he's got a wife and two kids, he still gets away with that, right? And he told me he saw the 22nd pitch clock, and it works. He said it was the he saw a triple-A game, and the pace was uh, – Terrific! Nobody was messing around, and uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not been sure what kind of an impact it would had. But he said uh, it, it really in- increases the sp- the pace of the game. Yeah, well, Jay Bell, former Pirates shortstop, is a is a manager in the minor league system for the Yankees now, and he sought me out in spring training to tell me, Tim, just want to let you know. Those speed-up rules, they work in the minor leagues. The pitch clock works in the minor leagues. And he said, and we have so many young players in the big leagues 
this is a great time to start to institute some of these things into the big leagues because a lot of these guys are used to playing by some of these rules at least in the minor league. So I'm all for a pitch clock, Pat. I'm not for putting a guy at second to start the 10th inning. No. <laughs> I'm not for playing seven innings. I'm in for keeping the game the way it is, but I'm also in for let's get the pitcher on the top of the rubber and let's go because that and pitching changes and all the balls and strikes and homers and strikeouts are what is taking so long. Uh, we have example A of what you're talking about, young guys who came up with the pitch clock uh, when it was less firm than it is now, but Jose Barrios, I think he's had three of the top ten fastest games this year, uh, That at least last week he had. And the day he pitched against Baltimore early in the season, I, I I watched him and I said, man, alive. His, I, I never thought of it, but I said, his pace is so much faster than it used to be with the first couple of times they called him, the first couple of times we saw him up here. And, uh, it, you know, he gets the ball, he looks in, and he's either going to throw a curveball or a fastball, and let's go. Well, we go back to Steve Traxel days when Mark Gray screamed at him during a game, throw the ball, it's hot out here. <laughs> at the time. That's the first baseman yelling at the pitcher. So I'm a big believer, Pat. We we need to get some of the dead time out of the game, and this is at least one attempt to do it. And I don't think too many pitchers are going to be upset about that. I mean, let's face it, Pat, the old, you know, how many trips you're allowed to make to the mound, that was going to be a big deal. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that as a big deal in a game yet. So it's possible our players can make the adjustment when the league says, Adjust or that's yeah. it. And that's in what, fact, it might be with the pitch clock. And you know, it, it it is kind of you know, people made a lot of fun of it when it first came about how much time does it save. Well, when you watch a college game now, where they let you take unlimited visits and conferences and everything else, the major league game almost looks fast without the mound visits. Right, and those college games take forever <laughs> for that reason and. Some of the coaches, God bless them, are overcoaching a little bit, and they're all three and a half to four hours these days. And we get it. Aluminum bats don't help things either. But, yes, and for baseball on the big league level to look like it's moving, yeah, that it's, takes really, something. it's really hard. <laughs> we did the Dodgers-Cubs last night and moved really well for five innings. Then it got to nine to two, oh. and then they, you know, just the uh, – the train of relief pitchers came in, and it, and last night, Pat, we had John Lester with a two thirty ERA, yes, and Ross Stripling with a one ninety nine ERA, <laughs> and they were both taken out of the game after five innings last night, and the score was two to one after five innings, and both pitchers were taken out of the game. Granted, it's a National League game, and there were extenuating circumstances, but. There was just no way that Jim Cott was coming out of a game against <laughs> Dave McNally 2-1 to one, in the fifth inning of a big league game. It just would never happen back then, and today it happens all the time. Uh, as big a flop as the Twins have been and as uh, uh, uninteresting as they are with this putrid uh, attack of theirs, about half of the town is heading to Wrigley Field this weekend, and I want the beer concession because it's going to be 100 degrees in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's about time we get some heat, especially in Chicago. But And it's great to see that the Twins fans are going to make the trek to Wrigley. Good luck getting in to that place. But, uh, yeah, beer concession's high at 100 degrees.
What is uh, what is your buddy Buck going to do in Baltimore? They could, I suppose there's some guy. Everybody says move everybody, but guys like Trumbo and those, uh, you know, if you want to move him, you're going to have to pay almost all of what you owe him. I would imagine. So right. beyond Manny, you're not moving him, and you're not moving Chris Davis, obviously. No. So they're going to try to move Manny Machado, which they should, because they're not going to be able to resign him. We've been talking about this for ten months. And I think he's going to move, and they're just waiting for the perfect deal to come along. I think they have to move Adam Jones, free agent, at the end of the year. Still has some value. And with everybody looking for relief help for down the stretch in October, Brad Brock and maybe even Zach Britton, they could move too. And, Pat, as we've talked about, the direction of the Orioles, the rerouting of the Orioles is going to be predicated on how they do on these trades. They have to get a haul for Machado and for maybe those other guys combined if they're going to move forward because their farm system is barren and they're in big trouble down there. Well, the biggest disgrace with them is not signing any Latin American players. What? Where has that philosophy come from? Well, they've done a very poor draft uh, uh, job with that. And I mean, they've traded draft. a lot of those slots yeah. and stuff. Right, and a very poor job in the draft. And this is where the great teams don't miss. You know, the, the, the Astros were terrible, but they ended up with Carlos Correa. <laughs> the Nationals were terrible, but they ended up with Strasburg and Harper. Maybe you can't miss on those guys, but I think the Orioles have missed a few times, and that's one reason they're in the trouble they're in. Do you think somewhere, uh, uh, speaking of the Nationals, do you think somewhere uh, Dusty's chewing on that toothpick and kind of laughing at what's going on there? They haven't won two in a row since June 6th, and they're 5-12, and 5-13, and 13, something like that. Pat, they're 4-11. and 11. They haven't gone 4-11 and 11 in five years. That's how bad things are. Pat, they've been shut out. Seven times in June. What? Seven times in one month. They didn't get shut out eight times all last year. They just got shut out seven times in a month and two games in a row um, at Tampa Bay. I mean, and this is the first time I've actually thought, is it possible this team doesn't make the playoffs? Is it possible that the Phillies or the Braves win that division instead of the Nationals? And I never even considered that. But with the injuries they have and some other issues that they have, I don't know. I keep thinking today's the day they're going to get hot. And that Sunday night game, the way they came back to win that game, I said, here it is. Here's the circle game. <laughs> this is where they take off. And instead, they lose 11 to nothing and 1 to nothing <laughs> at Tampa Bay. By the way, uh, as, a, as a veteran sports writer, uh, you've done this and I've done this. But I've always find it comical to go back and see what I wrote in March at spring training. And one of those things was, boy, did the Twins take advantage of the poor Rays by getting Oda Rizzi and also uh, signing Logan Morrison as a free agent. I didn't look today. Morrison's hitting 191, and Oda Rizzi has thrown batting practice the last three times out. And meanwhile, the Rays are charging towards 500. Yeah, one of the Rays guys whispered to me, and I think I told you this, Pat, that they said, look, we love Jake Odorizzi as a guy, but he's our fifth starter. That's why we traded him. We have four guys in our rotation that we think are are better than him. Now, maybe this was just their way to justify trading Jake Odorizzi, but if that's indeed true and you're the fifth starter 
for the Rays, then you shouldn't be acquired to think you're the last pitching piece we need in order to shock the Indians and win the division <laughs> or make the playoffs as a wild card. So maybe, maybe the Rays were, were right about that. Who knows? Yeah, it's uh, well, they're uh, they're they're playing a lot better than the uh, the Fighting Twinks are right now. This team just can't hit. They Buxton's uh, down in uh, in Triple A, and they got it. They've adjusted his swing once again. They got a little bit of a leg kickback, which I thought was bad last time, but I guess it's less. And he'll be back in a couple of weeks, but I don't know when we're going to see Sano. Yeah, well, join the club, though, Pat, on these teams that can't hit because, again, we've talked about overpowering pitching on this show for years, and it is everywhere. And there are so many teams that just fall victim to this and so many teams who, if they don't hit homers, they don't score any runs. And the Dodgers just had a stretch of they scored 23 runs. 19 of them came on home runs. They hit nine homers in in two games, back-to-back, and they were all solo homers. Hey, uh, how the game works, and when you're at, when you're out of sync like that, you end up you know getting shut out. It happens all the time. We were talking with uh, Tom Kelly yesterday, and uh, Kelly was talking to Randy Bush earlier in the day, and he said he was uh, with their Triple uh, A club uh, somewhere uh, scouting them, and oh no, he was with the he was with the uh, the Cubs, and then he was going to go to New Orleans. Uh, to uh, you know, scout scout down there, uh, the Iowa team down there, and they put two of the pitchers on the plane with them. They were shuffling two Cubs pitchers out and bringing two back, just like just like everybody else does. He said Bushy had to fly down with the guys getting sent to the minors. He said, right. Well, I'm again. I'm here doing the Cubs and Dodgers. I walked into Joe Madden's office yesterday, really early, and I I just casually said, "What's going on?" And he said, "Well, we made six roster moves." <laughs> this this is not uncommon, Pat, with the ten day disabled list, yeah. and with guys moving back and forth, and with guys getting hurt and guys in slumps. It's not uncommon to see movement like that so i think god i finally got the cubs roster straight and then after the monday game i'm getting ready for the Tuesday game they got six new players <laughs> it's just ridiculous how it works on the big league level these days tim thanks for your time talk to you in a couple of weeks sir okay pat see you all right the great tim kirk on espn and espn.com next week jim cott buster only how do you beat that i'm not here friday i don't have to pick out a i don't have to negotiate with a musical guest so somebody up uh somebody is myron uh working who's working friday do we i don't know if it's myron it's murph sure. tomorrow yeah. i think myron, it's murph both days. myron will have some of that crazy rap music no probably. it is Mur- <laughs> it's brian murphy yeah, oh, okay. murph, yeah. Okay. Yeah. i don't know what murph's uh, song uh Song well, he and Myron yesterday, they were breaking down Michael Jackson stuff yesterday. Yeah, yeah I heard that. I heard that. All right. You know, those guys had to do, get together to do four hours, but Collar did it standing up all by himself today, baby. Four <laughs> hours, no sweat. Here's Johnny Hype. Thanks, Patrick. This update sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, and zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. World Cup today. Uh, the big news: Germany. Uh, they they're out. They're done. Oof, they're done. done. Beat by South Korea. Gesundheit. Two to nothing. Uh, Sweden beat Mexico three to nothing. Uh, Switzerland and Costa Rica played to a tie. Brazil beat Serbia. Meaning, uh, going to the round of sixteen, Brazil will play Mexico. Sweden will play Switzerland. Uh, Germany. They're going home. 
Mexico had to back in, otherwise CONCACAF would have gotten shut out. Uh, Game two of the Twins-White Sox tonight in Chicago. Kyle Gibson for the Twins, James Shields for the White Sox. Your Twins lineup, Maurer, Escobar, Rosario Dozier, Kepler, Grossman, Cave, Adrianza, and Bobby Wilson. They've defeated me, Johnny. You're done, aren't you? I'm just bored. They will score two runs tonight, and both runs will be produced by both Eddies. Okay, Uh all right. How about Bobby Wilson? He drove in a run the other he day. Did. Yeah, yeah, he's percentage-wise, he's one of the better hitters as far as driving in runs. He drives in one every three games he plays. It's Poli- better than most of these mutts. Police in suburban Atlanta say a body found inside a beer cooler at the Major League home of the Braves belongs to a Minnesota man who was doing contract work at the stadium. Cobb County police identify him, uh, uh, the man as 48-year-old Todd Keeling of White Bear Lake. It's unclear how he died, but his family told the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Keeling was installing his beer tap invention when he got trapped inside. Family members huh. said he said... I've heard that name. How do I know that name? I don't know. It's K-E-E-L-I-N-G. Yeah. All right. The family member said Keeling invented DraftWell, a new technology that cuts down average beer tap pour times from 14 seconds to 5 seconds. The Braves are the second team in Major League Baseball to use the technology. The first, of course, with his twins here at Target Field. Cobb County Police Spokeswoman Sarah O'Hara says an autopsy uh, was planned for today to help determine how he died. I wonder if somebody forgot he was, they closed the door on him or something. And he forgot he was in there or something. Yeah, they found the body yesterday before the ball game. So uh, he froze to death? Well, they don't know. They're doing the autopsy today so oh. to figure out... Uh, Oh, what, uh, what exactly happened? Poor guy. What a weird, uh, weird deal, man. The Gophers M Club will have a nine-person Hall of Fame class this year, headlined uh, by former football running back Lawrence Maroney. And, I'll go for that one. And with, the red cape alone, I'll take him in. When you, remember coming out of the locker room yep. in Iowa with the red cape on, man. It was fantastic. <laughs> what a beauty he was. Uh, women's Basketball Center, Janelle McCarville. Oh, good. I knew Big you, Mama. I knew you'd like that I love one. Big Mama. I knew you'd like that one. Other seven members going in, Damian Hahn in wrestling. She's also in the Mystic Lake Hall of Fame, by the way, Janelle. McCoy. Really? Oh, really? The blackjack table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heather Dornadin Kampf in women's track and field. Pam mm-hmm. Miller Dombeck in volleyball. Oh, yeah. Chris Paulus in softball and field hockey. Uh, Jim Peterson in men's gymnastics. And Justin Smith and James McLean in men's golf. Not uh, Jim Peterson for basketball. No, Jim Peterson, men's gymnastics. What that's if, a different deal. When okay. I first read the story, I was wondering about yeah, that. Jim Pete would have to be uh, honored for his NBA heroics and not necessarily his <laughs> gopher heroics. Uh, Dr. Michael Lewis of Emory's Goizueta Business School has developed statistical models to track the depth and breadth of fandom in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He bases it on fan equity, social equity, and road equity. The best fan bases, top five, Cowboys. Patriots, Eagles, Giants, and Steelers. No pack, no Packers, no Vikings. No, I'll get to them in a minute. Okay. The Vikings didn't show up well, actually, mm-hmm. in his uh, thing. The worst five fan bases, Tennessee Titans, L.A. Rams, Kansas City Chiefs, Jacksonville Jaguars, and, of course, Cleveland Browns. Chiefs, I have a hard Chiefs, time really. with the Chiefs. That, uh, I don't, uh, I don't what are the records of all those teams, though? Well, the Chiefs have been good. But, uh, last year, the Chiefs actually on the, his list were last. This year, really? this year they're thirtieth. Huh. Uh, the Vikings rank number twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Doctor Lewis's rankings. The Packers rank ninth. Well, that's because we're down on Zim, I think. <laughs> Already? Yeah. I think that's just you. At they the finally, they finally realized how bad Ziggy's ripping them off. <laughs> 
Keep trying, Pat. <laughs> Keep swinging. Figured you might have a few things to say <laughs> concerning that. Well, yeah. Well, I, I think we're getting robbed, man. <laughs> looks like a Randball will be on top of that one, though. Randball will be very offended by that. That is that yeah. is cl- that's what we call clickbait, right there, uh-huh. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Viking fans and Packer fans start arguing with each other. Where do they have the Packers? Ninth. Ninth. Okay. All right. That's how I, I first saw it. Going. That's what I did. I saw it on Twitter and clicked immediately. So. Okay. I'm sure All everybody right. else will too. All Oops. right, Johnny. No, go ahead. Did you, was somebody going to say something? Nope. Nope. Be, oh, <laughs> I thought I heard something. No, we're good. All right. Okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> Sitting shotgun on the ride with Roycey. All I got to do is get it home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> on 1500 ESPN. The ride with Roycey now continues. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for Late Hits. William Jenkins, the brother of New York Giants quarterback Janaris Jenkins, has been charged with aggravated manslaughter after a body was found at the player's home, Janaris's home, in Fairlane, New Jersey. The body was identified as Roosevelt Renee, 25, a family friend, must not have been that close a friend, and uh, who had been living at the house, according to the Bergen County Prosecutor's Office. The office announced that William Jenkins was in custody, adding that the investigation is ongoing and the defendant is presumed innocent. Josina Anderson uh, said from ESPN said that Jenkins was taken into custody in Geneva, New York, and was initially held in Ontario County uh, pending extradition to New Jersey. Janaris was not at home when the body was discovered, and he has been in Florida since the completion of Giants minicamp two weeks ago. You know, you get the impression that Janaris uh, might have uh, checked in back at home with uh, the brother, and the brother said, you know, why don't you just go to Florida right now? Uh, you know, yeah. we, I, I got some cleaning up to do here at the house. This uh, is, uh, when this there's is a body in the basement, this is not. I hope this, this doesn't is... turn out to be uh, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this kid's been in trouble before, though, right? Isn't he? Has some he goofy stuff? I don't know. Maybe it was just injuries. I I don't know for sure. Uh, earlier reporting this earlier, the Detroit Tigers have fired pitching coach Chris Basio, who was really good at what he did, yeah. uh, for insensitive comments to a team employee. We don't know if it's a player or uh, someone who worked in the front office. No, we don't know what was said yet. No, we don't know what yet. it was, anything like that. Effectively, it couldn't have been good, though. Effective immediately, the Detroit Tigers have terminated the contract of pitching coach Chris Basio for his insensitive comments that violated club policy and his uniform employee contract. Somebody from Detroit will uh, tell us uh, very soon as to what actually it, was going on. It had to be really, really serious, Pat, yeah. for them to just pull the plug yep. on him right away mm-hmm. that quickly. Like, it had to yes. be something really, really bad. And uh, I actually thought that uh, the the Twins would probably get him as their pitching coach uh, after they... Because uh, Molly know. and him have a... Connection. Yeah, well, Molly packs, wanted right? him. Molly wanted him when he first got the Twins job, but he had the Cubs job. The, the presumption was that the uh, Cubs were going to get the guy they have now, the Jim, whatever his name is, from Tampa Bay. Who's the the guy from Tampa Bay that they brought in? Pitching sure. coach. Uh, sure he's, he's he was Madden's guy, but mm-hmm. Tampa Bay wouldn't let him go. So as soon as he became available, uh, the Cubs fired Basio, but. The, but 
uh, Molitor was hoping to get Basio to come here, so I don't know what's going on. But that said, Rick Anderson, who was the bullpen coach in uh, Detroit, came with Gardy along with uh, Joe mm-hmm. Vavra and uh, Steve, at it. Steve Little is now going to be the pitching coach. And uh, good luck to you. Uh, the way they've been pitching lately, he might have. Did you see what their bullpen did yesterday? I did not. They had a 6-0 lead. Oh, no. And ended up getting beat 9-7. Maybe those were uh, insensitive remarks he made when the uh, relievers, when he uh, went out to, uh, when a reliever came off the mound. Have the Tigers, have have they snapped uh, the losing streak? They they uh, had won five in a row, and I believe they've now lost seven in a row. And their pitching has just gone completely in the outhouse. They have the Dougie McCabbage, uh, a couple of days ago, had the best record in the uh, International League with the Toledo Mudheads, but when I talked to him earlier, I exchanged texts, not uh, talked to him uh, about two weeks ago, and he said, uh, we can hit our pitching stinks. So uh, Dougie's got to get a big league job yes, at some he point, does. right? He's, he wins everywhere he's, he goes. He does well. He's fiery. We yes. like fiery. Yeah. I mean, we love Billy Martin, who might have been the most miserable human being in the history of mankind. He had nothing going for him beyond the fact he was fiery and everybody loved him, right? Let's go MLB. Let's get Dougie Baseball yeah, a job. I a thought job he might have a leagues, shot huh? at the Marlins job, but now yeah. that now that uh now that uh Luria does, Luria doesn't own it anymore and uh Jeter and those Have you seen those crowds by the way? Pretty bad. Are looking at box score? 5 6000. Oh my gosh. And uh I'm surprised it, it's that many. Nobody nobody goes. Nobody goes. Wow. Hey, the Rochester Red Wings game scheduled today at Syracuse uh, has been postponed due to f- poor field conditions, and uh, there will be uh, more. It was supposed to rain again tonight. They're going to play a doubleheader tomorrow, but I only bring this up because the Red Wings have been rained out nine times wow. this year. Nine times. What the hell is going on? We can't play. Are any they going to make those game. games up? I don't know. They play at least. They only play seven inning doubleheaders. So. The Star Tribune had a big extravagant. They had a real effort this year uh, with the preps. They uh, did uh, these uh, special sections, like during the football season. They did these wraparounds, and you know they got they found some advertisers to help participate in the preps and the in their prep coverage. And they did thirteen, fourteen, fifteen special wraparound sections. Well, last night, and part of it was they were going to have. A uh, all Metro Sports Award uh, dinner at Target Field. They had it last night at Target Field. Uh, looks like they had a pretty good turnout, and they named uh, athletes of the year. And the female athlete of the year was El- Emily Covert, a cross country and track athlete at Minneapolis Washburn. And the uh, male athlete of the year was uh, Gabe Stevenson, Steve- who's the uh, or is it Gable Stevenson? Is he named after? Uh, I thought it was Gabe. No, it's Gable. Named that looks like I know Gable. Who, I know who he's named after. Who he named after? Dan Gable, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gable Stevenson, yeah. the Apple Valley wrestler, who's, I'd say he's a pretty good selection because he might be an Olympian in 2020. <laughs> he's a killer and apparently a good student, but it uh, looked like it. Uh, they also named Coaches of the Year. The Boys Coach of the Year was the. Cooper football coach Willie Howard, a very good selection because Cooper football has gone from uh, absolutely getting swamped to uh, being very competitive. 
And the girls' coach of the year was Eastfield basketball, Amali Casper. So they had a big event last night at Target Field. And a lot of uh, kids there being honored. They're all the various all-metro teams and the like. All right, we shall return and see if Manny has a daily complaint. On the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. Lindsay, since you've sat here and suffered with us for two hours, what is your daily complaint? My daily complaint is the St. Louis Blues claiming Martin Brodeur as their own as he is a (laughs) member of the inducted Hall of Fame class for the... For the hockey hall so of fame, so the Blues are saying congratulations, Marty. Yeah, well, they said but they play? tweeted out like there was any doubt. And keep in mind, Marty played for them for seven games a couple <laughs> years back when they were making a run at the cup. Yep. Yes, and he's now an assistant GM. But like I said, seven games. I just it bothers me. He's ah. a de- he's a devil. Let them take their hall of famer. He play, he played literally a week yes. for you. Yeah. Do they, I, I don't know if hockey does what, if they, they put any kind of a thing on the plaque. Baseball, you know, does the hat, but mm-hmm. I, yeah. football, they just honor you. You don't, and basket, I, I don't think you claim a team. But I don't think anybody's going to think, oh, man, Blues goalie, yeah. Marty, Marty Brodeur. All oh, those cups he won for, how many cups he won, two? Three. All three, three. yeah. Three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 95, 2000, 2003. And, and 03. My favorite was when they had the parade around the arena, out in the parking lot. There was no town to go to, so they, when they were out in East Rutherford there, so they'd just go around the That's New Jersey for us. <laughs> <Yes. it. laughs> now they're downtown Newark. So, yeah. uh, uh, How about them winning the uh, MVP award? The guy from Taylor Hall. I mean, I know it's it's crazy. It's weird. He's so good, and the fact that he basically was given away by the Edmonton Oilers. Oilers. Peter Shirelli, great GM. I don't know if a guy like that should be an MVP on a team that obscure, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. What do you got, Manny? Uh, My daily complaint is with the media as a whole. The NBA media just centered around the Lakers. This entire off season, it's just it's those LeBron gonna go there, oh. and now there's now the, the the latest is there's increased pressure on the Lakers to land Kawhi Leonard because to, now then then LeBron will then come. then LeBron will go there. So apparently, and and I think it was Wendy who said this this morning or yesterday or something like that that you know LeBron is waiting to see what the Lakers will do, <laughs> you know, before he decides. Well, it's like LeBron, you got until. July first to decide if you're going to opt out or not. Well, you know, you got to make, out. yeah, you got to make a decision here. Like you, I mean, do you know something. Who's, you know who's happy with all this? LeBron hopes the LeBron thing keeps going though. Tibbs, he doesn't have to worry about the Carl Anthony Towns being discontented right. angle. Will they trade Carl Anthony Towns? As long as LeBron's hanging out there, it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll. This is going to drag on until you know. Apparently, LeBron's going to wait until we figure out what Paul George is going to do, and we're going to see if Kawhi is going to get traded to the Lakers or not. And the Celtics have apparently put together a package, and I don't know. We're, this is uh, going to get kind of crazy over the next couple of days. Here is uh, my daily complaint, how time flies. My daily complaint is time flies. Can you believe that tonight is Jess Myers' 100th show on the Great Outdoors show? Is it really? Seems like only yesterday Kenny was the co-host. Yeah. And now Jess Myers has done 100 shows. And I get to be here to celebrate. Will Steger, 
again. Okay. Uh, Brainerd Lakes fishing and uh, and a celebration of Jess Meyer's 100 shows. That's got to make him number one as far as co-hosts are concerned, isn't it? I would think so, yeah. Kenny didn't last 100, did he? <laughs> Grumpy Kenny. I don't, I don't think it or not. All right. Anyway, that's my complaint. Time flies. Even when you're having fun. Not having fun. Time flies. Uh, I'm going to Chicago to heck with you guys. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.